Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brendan McCullough. How's it going, Bren? It's going all right. I'm on dog duty this week for a friend of mine, so I've been up and out early. So oh, nice. Uh, sucks, how, <laughs> how many dogs, or is it just one? It's just one, and he's got a cat, but it's, uh, you know, we're in the city, so you can't just, like, at least back with my parents, like, we had a fenced-in area, and we just let the dogs out back and, you know, had a doggy door. Being in the city, like, you have to walk them three times a day just to get them to poop and pee, so. Yeah, so you have uh, poop bags and are following them around? Yep. But he's That's like, fun. I don't know, it's the weirdest dog. I think he hates being outside more than I do, because, like... <laughs> As soon as we step out the door, he pees, and then, like, if you turn around facing the building at all, he's darting back. Like, he's ready to go at a moment's notice. It's like, goddamn. So, well, that works. Yeah, it's, you know, that's fine. How about that's you? cool. Um, things are good here. Uh, nothing really new that I can really think of. Oh, I'm going to a concert tonight. One of the Ooh. bands on my record label, Sauce, is having a release show. So, Sauce. as the time you're listening to this, it's not relevant, but it happened a couple <laughs> days ago. But uh, Sauce, yeah, S-A-W-C-E. They're a really awesome, like, math rock group. I highly recommend checking them out. They had a, their latest EP, Bedtime Stories, just dropped. So, and that's it's a release show for that. I'm actually going to be hanging out at the merch table with, like, a suitcase of my cassettes from Missed Out Records and really hyped to just hang with them and have a good time with some really good music. There's a bunch of other local acts opening up, and they I've heard a couple of their stuff on Bandcamp, and they sound like uh, really impressive artists. So, I'm excited. And that's pretty much what's going on here. Uh, how's the cat dog scenario over there? Because I feel like <laughs> we have a cat here, and someday I do want to introduce a dog, but I'm just not sure. I feel like we've never even introduced. Well, he's a kitten at this point, so I feel like we'll wait until he's older, until it, he can meet my parents' dogs. But is there like tension there, or do they get along? Uh, they get along fine. I mean, sometimes one of them will be playing around a bit, like with the toy, and get too close to the other one, and the cat might like bat at him or something yep. but like it's it's very they get only very well so it's uh rare um yeah i had a cat growing up and we got a dalmatian and they fucking hated each other yeah like, that's what i'm worried all the about. time <laughs> but then we got another cat and we trained the dalmatian to be good with that cat um and it, it, it took a bit but like they eventually were good and then when we got two corgis like when they were really little i guess puppies and we already had that uh that second cat all around all the time so like they grew up with that cat and like they loved him he hated them but he also we found him uh he was a stray and he didn't have claws so he wouldn't okay. mad at them you know he wouldn't like hurt them but like they were just too affectionate with them like they were always nice with them but they just loved like teaming up on them so i've seen plenty of dogs and cats like get along fine it's just it's it's not so much the dog and cat nature um, as much as it is just the individual nature of the pet so I know plenty of dogs that aren't good with other dogs or plenty of cats that aren't good with other cats. So it's yeah. like mostly the individual personality that's uh, more of a factor than just dog versus cat. That's what I mean. Our kitten right now seems very like fun loving and nice, but I'm curious if like a dog is enters the building, if he'll just be like, oh, he freaks out and he's just really not into dogs. We'll find out, but that'll yeah. be for another day. This is a cat cast, by the way. No, I'm <laughs> I do want to oh, do that. Of- I, yeah, I was going to say, with Basta, now that I am a cat owner, uh, calling you Basta, let's do it. Uh, we'll get the cat cast going. We need a clever name, though. Cat Daddies. There we go. Oh, that works. <laughs> um, but no, for real, this is a video game podcast, and me and Bren are stalling because we haven't played anything in a while. <laughs> we um, both but- know this. <laughs> 
<laughs> and that's the thing, uh, scheduling for this episode, we didn't have a chance to get anybody else on who has been playing stuff, but we do have some things in the news, and I did get a game or no game ready, so we're gonna give you guys a regular ass episode, but yeah. maybe I'll start it off with what I've been playing. Um, like I said, not much. Uh, still going strong with that roller toaster. God damn it, roller coaster <laughs> tycoon roller uh, toaster. mobile touch oh, game. It's you know. fantastic. I'm on the cusp of breaking level thirty, which is gonna unlock a new area. And that's the thing. I feel like I think the level cap is like fifty, and that's. I feel like I have a long way still to go. But there's a bunch of things that I hadn't been exploring in that game that I didn't really talk about on the show. So maybe I'll explain that. There's like, when you log into the game, there's like a hub area and there's like four different things, one of which says coming soon. So I'm not sure what that's all about, but there's like a water park area where you can like build like your own water park, which that was pretty cool. But, and then there's also another area called scenarios where you can go in like, and it gives you like tasks in this amount of days, like 27 days, try to get this many people at your, like this custom park. Um, what I found interesting was I thought like the money you collect in game would like correspond to which park you're working on. It's more or less over, it, it, it encompasses all of the parks you're working on. So for instance, I like gathered up like maybe 5 million gold coins in my regular park, just playing the game. And then I spent like, I don't know, uh, maybe a million or more in my, one of those custom scenarios. And I'm like, ah, shit, that takes away from like my regular park. And then what's also more to make it more confusing, the water park area has its own currency called like water coins or some shit. So like they start you off with like a million of those. So you can get like a, a good ground base for your water park. But then after that, it's kind of pushing in per in app purchases being like, Oh, buy water coins or do this, use other currencies in game currencies to buy the water coins. So it's just a little overwhelming. And that's probably why I didn't really go into those just yet, but I find it, also rewarding because there's like especially the scenarios area if you complete the task that they're asking you to you're gonna like level up like that much faster there's like a lot of rewards as far as experience points and shit so i think that'll help me get to the higher levels so it's kind of necessary to fuck around with that shit but overall just sticking around making a water uh, or an amusement park and just continually growing it it's it's fun it's just roller coaster tycoon i got it right that time (laughs) i uh, well, I won't guarantee it, but there's definitely someone out there who's willing to make a roller toaster tycoon, and I'm imagining it just in the style of, like, Donut County, where it's a lot of, like, soft colors with no outlines, and just, you sell toasters on wheels, and yeah, someone would definitely make that a game. Yeah, I want them to make roller toaster raccoon, like our previous episode. <laughs> Go oh, yeah. Listener. <laughs> there you go. Okay. There's a bread simulator. You can play as a piece of bread. Like, there's so many dumb games out there. Oh, yeah. We got a a new game or no game coming up later, and I'm excited about it. It's been a while since we played. (laughs) Uh, uh, I have really not been doing much. It's been a fucking week and a half, so uh, not a lot of downtime. Jumping into uh, Monster Prom still, like, every now and then. Um, I will say, I I previously said I don't think you could actually succeed on any of the short-term games. Like, because there weren't enough turn uh, turns, that is wrong. You can actually succeed. I'm just bad at that game. <laughs> Fair enough. At least you've corrected yourself. <laughs> yeah. So to succeed, you just have to get uh, enough your enough of your stats. So you get six stats, and depending on who you want to go out with, that certain stats have to be high enough, and then as well as uh, you have to have enough hearts with them. But that's not like a visible stat that you can see. 
that's just how many times you've like interacted with them or like made them happy. So that one's a little harder to track because you don't know the exact number. Yeah. So you just have to get those enough. And with the short uh, games, it's just harder because you have just less time to do it. And um, at least with the DLC, you can get... Uh, God, I'm trying to stop saying um. I have a note right in front of me that says stop saying um. <laughs> I'm listening back, I say way too much. In the There's a store in Monster Prom where you can buy uh, different items that will boost your stats or do something. Or it could be an event stat. And with the DLC, there's a present. It's just like a mystery box, basically. And it's free, but you don't know what you're getting. And sometimes it can be great. Like, there's a you know, stupid Christmas sweater that raises your charm to 25. And it's a crazy high stat, but it lowers everything else a little. And then there's some items that, like, I... Oh God, now I'm very self-conscious about saying like and um. Uh, <laughs> don't sweat it. <laughs> there's uh, one that was like a lottery ticket, and you got like $999, like which is so much you can't even spend it in the game. But oh, it damn. ruins all of your other stats. And one game I was playing, I was like, I had all my stats going really well, and I was about to win. And I accidentally clicked the present and got that, and it destroyed all my stats at the last oh, possible second. Oh, no way. So it's just like, well, that runs ruins. So That's rough. It's good now because the shopkeep i believe is in every turn in a certain location so you can go and visit them if you want but if i'm not paying close enough attention and don't see where she is i'll go to a place to try and raise a stat and she's there and it's like well now you gotta buy something or leave and waste your turn it's like ah i fucked up and like i went here by accident and like didn't mean to talk to her now that day's ruined and i lose that stat and it's just it's so much more pressure in the short-term games because you just don't have time and everything is crucial. So if you like piss off the crush you're trying to go after, if you piss them off like twice and give the wrong answer, that's pretty much it. Like I, it's really challenging, but it's fun seeing all the dialogue and characters. And then there's a second layer of fun where it's like meta gaming and trying to do it all right and kind of doing like a rogue like speed run of it. Because it you know different events change every time, so you don't know for sure what's going to happen. Yeah, but that makes fun. sense. I ended up dating the. Eldritch Horror Tentacle Monster last night, Zoe, who's like a weeb. <laughs> so, nice. Yeah. That That's, sounds on brand for you. <laughs> <laughs> she's a great character and will consume your concept of sanity. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention that I haven't got around to playing any of these, but it's a, pur- a recent purchase that I made. It was a Humble Bundle. It was actually Ooh. the Indie Bundle number 20. So, and... The reason why is just there's so many awesome games on this list here, but um, I'll just kind of read them off. So first and foremost is Tangled Deep, which I don't... Did we bring that up on the show? I feel like we should have if we haven't, but it's like very artistic... Uh, I'll read the description. Enter the magical world of Tangle Deep, a beautifully polished dungeon crawler inspired by classic 16-bit RPGs. And that's exactly what it looks like, kind of just like old school... SNES. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but really uh, in a much more beautified way. Yeah, much more polished. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that will be one that I definitely will get around to playing. I'm not sure it's one that I'm like my, my favorite on this list. But uh, another is called Among the Sleep Enhanced Edition. And I don't I don't oh. know. It says it's like an improved version of an award-winning first-person horror adventure. And I'm like, already horror adventure makes me think I'm probably going to pass on this one. In fact, <laughs> maybe I'll even give a free Steam code for this on a future episode because I'm not sure if I'm going to play that one. Yeah. Um, but they do have a demo available on Steam. But that came out late last year. Um, that's in it's, this. 
I think you play as like a little kid and you're like wandering around through wandering around through like a nightmare escape or something, but you have like a teddy bear companion that helps you. And I'm aware that he's supposed to be cute. I know that's what they're going for, but like something about the eyes and like it's a really big head and kind of a weird like lanky body, and it just feels real creepy. I think Five Nights at Freddy's have kind of ruined bears for me. And yeah. it just looks kinda like it looks like the teddy bear might be like the end game boss and like be corrupted or something. It's kinda yeah. like, uh, you look like you could be a monster too easily. For sure. I get that vibe too. It's a creepy bear. Yeah. Um it's a creepy game. I might give it away for free, listener. <laughs> it's a creepy game. I don't want to hear you take it. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, here's another one that I'm like, not sure I give a shit about, but it's in this group, uh, Getting Over It with Bennett Fodder, oh. Foddy, and I'm like, what the fuck oh, is boy. this game? And it's like this dude in like a cauldron and like yeah. a, a freaking sledgehammer or something, and he's just, I don't understand it's- it. I, I don't want to play. I think you might have fun for it for like 10 minutes and then say, and like everyone else, you'll say, fuck this game and never come back to it. Pretty much. a 2D side-scrolling like platformer and you don't have any abilities or anything. All you do is control uh, where he's uh, angling the hammer and use that to pull yourself over and like around obstacles and like up, uh, up mountainsides and like through tunnels and stuff. And it's, very difficult because it's all like physics based so you have yep. to really get it precise and the whole time i don't know if it's ben and foddy or if he's just the developer of it or if he's the actual narrator but there's a narrator talking about it like the development of the game and like what they did and all these different all these different things but at the same time they'll also be like poking fun at you and chastising you or if you fall it kind of plays like sound effects, like the wah, wah, like noise when you yep. like drop down a hundred feet and lose all your progress of that session. Oh, so God. it's a very frustrating game, and that's going to be very divisive for like eighty percent of the people that ever play it. But then that other twenty percent will be like, "No, I have to beat this and like do everything they can." And like, even if you don't play it all that much, or you know, if you get frustrated and throw it away and never want to touch again. Look at some speedruns of it, because it's amazing the way these guys fly through these impossible levels. Well, that's what I mean. You saying all of that in perspective, uh, it's got recent and all reviews mostly positive, over 11,000, or more, actually more than 12,000 of them collectively. Mm-hmm. And, and the funny thing is the description for the game is, a game I made for a certain kind of person to hurt them. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, (laughs) it It, sounds like it. It's maddening, and it got really popular on Twitch, because it's fun seeing people get infuriated and, like, angry. Yeah, well, that might be another one I'm giving away for free. Um, (laughs) Moving on. All right, these last three are the real reason I even got this bundle, because I feel like there's certain ones that are like, these are games we brought up on the show, and I'm looking forward to getting, like, some hours in. Um, This one, I think we brought up on the show, but I could be wrong. Tooth and Tail? Do you yeah. call that? Yeah. Because anytime you bring up Redwall, I bring up this because there's, that's there's what a this few whole Red bundle was like. Yeah, this bundle's full of just like animals, and uh, we'll get to it. But yeah, Tooth and Tail, we'll start there. Uh, yeah. Do you want to maybe refresh the listener what that's all about? Yeah, it's uh, there are some Redwall games out there, and they're not great overall. So yeah. like, there might be a newer one that came out that was pretty decent, but like most of them on average aren't great. Tooth and Tail is probably the closest to like an actual Redwall game where it's. Uh, humanized animals and i want to say like around world war one era something like that time period and they're in like trench warfare and different animals do different things i think 
an owl has like a flamethrower, rats are the infantry, uh, lizards are like, I think, scouts or something. They're, 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 yeah. Those are probably all inaccurate, but those are like different animals do different types of things. You're and absolutely right. Yep. It's an uh, RTS, it's a real time strategy game, and it's isometric. So you look at it like from an angle, and I believe the combat and gameplay is actually kind of pixelated. Yeah, uh, it is. And yeah. it, it's very reminiscent of like almost uh, Age of Empires in a weird way mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. And yeah, you build up your side and it's, it's more, com- it's, well, I was gonna say it's more complicated than a regular RTS, but a lot of RTSs are really complicated. Um, True. They have different factors. Like you have, I think, wheat fields and you have like supplies like for food and a tactic an enemy has is they can like burn all your food or poison it and stuff. So you have to just manage your army as well as like your whole area and supplies and stuff. So it's, it's pretty in depth. It's not just like a, you know, mindless point and click RTS. So right. it, I've heard like it's real challenging. So, but it, it looks amazing. It's heard great reviews. And if you're an RTS fan and want something a little different, that's definitely one you should check out. For sure, yeah. It looks right up my alley, so that'll be one I'm hopefully going to get around to playing and or streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, very cool. All right, these last two, though, are by far my favorites, and I'm excited to play them both. Uh, I brought this one up on a previous episode for sure. The first tree, the game where you play as a fox, and it's like a third-person exploration game, uh, I don't know. It just looks beautiful to me and like just very unique. And I remember, I forget what your opinions was. I think you said you, it, they have, the developer has to sell you on why I should play it. And, but I don't know. It just looks very atmospheric. I, I think that's the case. It, do, it doesn't seem like a game to me. It seems like a virtual experience. It seems yeah. there's no like goal. There's no score. There's no enemies. There's no puzzles. It just seems like here's a visual, a 3D visual, you know, I don't say novel, but a narrative. And it's incorporated a lot more than just a regular visual novel where it has like, it's like you said, it's very atmospheric. There's music. It's beautiful. And there is a story in it. That's like kind of emotional. Yeah. You're looking for your missing family or something along those lines. So it's, it's, it's by no regards like a bad game. I'm not saying that it just, it's not a traditional game going into it. Like you should be aware of that. Like this is a virtual experience more than a game itself. And luckily, they only charge it for $10, so, like, they know it's going to be, like, this will be probably an hour or two to play through, or maybe even, I'm not sure exactly, but I don't know. I I do look forward to playing that and having that experience just because of how pretty it is, and I do love foxes, so that looks cool. And then last but not least on, on this bundle that I'm really excited to play well, is that over... Oh, what's up? I feel like everyone loves foxes, except for people who have ever actually had to live around foxes. Foxes are assholes. Oh, yeah, and they make really terrifying noises. It's awful, and it's only after, like, one in the morning. They never do it earlier, so it's right when you're asleep and right underneath your windowsill, and they just screech, and it's hellish, and I hate them. They are cool animals, but they're they're a pain in the ass. Yeah, no, that's uh, fair. At least, yeah, you've actually had an encounter with them. Yeah. but last but not least, overgrowth, and I feel like that's probably been brought up on the show. I don't yeah, recall. Yeah, you definitely talked about it before. Yeah, okay, I thought so. And yeah, this is the game where you're like a freaking martial arts like rabbit, and you're like human rabbit, I don't know. Open world. Anthropomorphic rabbit, yeah, just open world 
go around jumping, kicking, and slashing her way to victory. I don't really know if there's much as... Yeah, it says something about free the rabbits from their evil overlords in the main story. So I guess that's the whole idea. And yeah, I, I'm excited. I love the Pearls of Lutra part of Redwall, where it's like the rabbits are all going to war and shit. So this feels like very much like the Redwall Humble Bundle. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Doug, are you a furry? No, I'm not. I mean, I'm like not shaming or anything. I'm just wondering because like... No. There's a lot I, of these. <laughs> I would not have any interest in dressing up as one, but I definitely find Redwall and like I like Mouse Guard. I don't know. That stuff's just interesting to me. Yeah, that's no, it's just funny you point out like I think three games that have like anthropomorphized. Oh pictures. god, wait till we get to the game or no game. Maybe I am uh. free and I don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> just go to a convention. Then no, you'll really know. No. That's going in deep. Oh, Christ. But that was the humble bundle that I did invest in. And I'm all those, there's a bunch of games there that have potential for me to be talking about on the show a little more in depth in the future. Yeah. I mean, they're good games. Like, all of them have been well reviewed. I've heard of, actually, I think I've heard of all of them except for Tangle Deep. So, yeah. Very cool. Um, But that does it for the game discussion, I think, this week. Do you want to go into some news before we probably wrap up with a game or no game? Yeah, let's uh, go into. It's you can tell how quick you can always tell how little games we played by how quickly we go into the news. Because we're not a news podcast, but it's easy to fill time with. Yeah, Um, Sonic the movie got. I don't know if it's leaked. I don't know if it's true. They say it's leaked, but no one's really confirmed it, as far as I know. But some images came out of Sonic, and it's, it's not great. No, I definitely, I feel like, how did they not go back to the drawing board? Like, or like, at least like sample that to like some kind of audience and be like, what do you think? And then not all just be like vehemently, like, try again. (laughs) What do you guys think? Ooh. Yeah. Well, I guess if that's your response, um, it's, it's, they're trying to make it human-ish. Like, it just feels like a weird buff kid body and then like the weird sonic head like the rest of the body seems vaguely humanish, and i think that's a mistake i don't think they should be going that way no uh, i wasn't thrilled about it but i was like it could be worse i've seen a lot of worse pictures of sonic out there floating around so like i figured a realistic one would be a lot more horrifying most people seem to be terrified of it though i seem to be in a minority of not being too upset with it no, I th- I think it's valid to be terrified of it. It's pretty just freaky looking. I feel like it's just hyper-realistic. They should have <laughs> just went for the more, like, polished, like, I don't need to see every hair on his face. Yeah, like, looking at it now, I'm realizing that it's it's every single, like, fiber of hair. You and I see. think it's like, th- that's them being like, well, we live in a day of 4K. It's like, that still doesn't mean if, like, you made a Kirby movie, I need to see, like, I don't know, his wrinkles <laughs> and shit. Like, it Kirby's just make him... Got- polished boils yeah like oh god <laughs> he's got stretch marks from when he sucks up <laughs> like you don't need that um we don't. yeah they definitely could have just done like a really detailed uh sonic but made him like just fuzzy yeah like we see dogs we see all the hairs of dogs but you are like cats but you don't like consciously think like every single little hair but when you look at like something like the sonic like you can't help but think of every single hair and it's just like mm. And I, I wasn't as upset about it until I started seeing people make edits of what they would have done in the live action Sonic movie. Like, oh, sure. Sonic would look. And once I started seeing those, I was like, oh, no, these are better. Like, now yeah. I understand why this one's so bad. Cause like, these are just done better. 
Not my Sonic. Uh, <laughs> Not my that'll Sonic. be the episode title. There we go. Uh, but the, seriously, I, I think they, they uh, at least one thing they did get right was his eyes, because instead of his eyes being one giant fucking thing of a blob, uh, at least he's got separate eyes. I don't know. I don't I, like the new Sonic. The only saving grace is that it's going to be voiced by Ben Schwartz, so I feel like <laughs> it's going to be a good movie, hopefully, but... Uh... Not- uh, yeah, that's a bold claim. I love Ben Schwartz, but I also realize he's just one actor in a very massive movie. Like, I can yeah. still like him and think, like, there's plenty of actors who I love that have been in shit movies. You're right. So, yeah. Um, I, I would disagree with the eyes, though. I, I know it's good that he doesn't have just the Cyclops, like, two pupil, like, yeah. blob, but the eyes they gave him are just, I don't know. I don't like those either. They're. They're weirdly too big and too small at the same time. I don't know. It just... I don't like the eyes either. I don't like anything about it. No, his ear placement is also fucked. I don't get that, but whatever. It's just... It's something that should never exist. Sonic was never meant to be realistic. It's like when you see like a realistic interpretation of like Homer Simpson. It's like, yeah. this is a monster. It should not exist in our realm. Like, banish it back to its hell dimension. So... Oh, God. It, this is also... We're talking about it. We're giving it publicity. So is everyone else. They honestly can't th- say this isn't what they expected with Sonic. Like, Sonic is one of the most debaucherous fan bases of all time. For by sure. By far. So, like, they had to know it's going to get a little weird no matter what we do. So, like, let's lean into that. Like, the Sonic Twitter, they lean into some of that shit. And, like, it does them well. Like, you know, they handle it very well. But yeah. I think Sega as a corporation is kind of like, oh, no, it's still our beloved little uh, blue character. It's like, nah, the internet took this character and ruined him. Like, yeah. you just got to, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think they could make a good Sonic movie. Like, it's always going to be weird or bad or, like, never live up to expectations. So I think this is just going to be, like, a hot fire and we're just watching it come to fruition. Well, I saw this meme and I posted it in our random channel in Slack, but maybe I'll post it in our episode uh, description, but it's a picture of the Sonic leak and then a picture of Tails, and I feel oh, like that's yeah. not the actual Tails in the no. movie, but what's that from? I feel like I can't even put my finger on it. I've seen that before, but God, he looks like totally traumatized, <laughs> like he's seen some shit. That's a that's an older uh, image from uh, way back, and it's it's bad taxidermied fox, and it just looks cracked <laughs> out to all hell. Taxidermy and tattoos are one of those things where you just look up bad versions of them and you'll feel so much better about yourself because you're like, this is obviously terrible. How did this person get this far and keep going? Like, it's so bad. And this fox that someone uh, put up with as tails is definitely one of those of like, this is an abomination. It is an abomination, but it looks like it fits perfectly with Sonic. That's like, the worst that's- part. <laughs> like, it, it fits with it. And it's just like... That's what Tails would look like at the end of the movie after he got beat up by Eggman for a bit. Like, if he's just roughed up. It looks like Briar Fox from the Splash Mountain ride. If he's just been on a crack bender for, like, 17 years and just wants to see his kids. This is one of the family members the fox from the first tree is looking for. (laughs) It's it's that uncle we don't talk about that much anymore. Poor Tails. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that... The Sonic movie, I still think I'll go see it, but man, this is definitely bizarre. No, and also what was weird is just seeing like the whole, I think it's the movie poster itself is like Sonic's legs. It's like from his like a crotch shot. Yeah, Yeah, on the Golden Gate Bridge. (laughs) Yeah, it's really awkward. 
it everyone's gonna see or not everyone's gonna see it, but a lot of people are gonna see this and it's just to see how bad it is yeah like, that's i kind don't of, think anyone's like genuinely excited for it yeah it's one of those like terrible accidents and you can't look away it's like all right i gotta see what's happening yeah and this is one that like you see the plane coming down like <laughs> five miles away and it's way up there so you got time to like grab some seats and some popcorn like you, you got time to watch this come all the way down and just implode uh, I think it's up there with the Detective Pikachu movie. Like, people are going to see that. Like, the story is going to be kind of generic. Like, I don't think anyone's expecting a real hard-hitting, like, oh, my God, the writing was amazing. But people are going to see it to see what those Pokemon look like uh, yes. in a realistic rendering. And from what I've seen, it's it's also a lot of hairs and, like, individual fur of Pikachu. But they, they blend it in well. So after looking at it for a while, you don't realize it like you do a natural animal. Like, it's just kind of like, yeah, that's hair, and you don't think twice about it. Versus the Sonic where you can like see the individual shadows of every hair and it just makes them stand out that much more. Yeah. So I think the Detective Pikachu would be like fine. Um, but I think pe- most people will see that to see what the Pokemon look like. And by and large, most of the Pokemon are probably going to be good. At least in the trailers, like Mr. Mime and like Lickitung and like Snubble. It's like, Oh, those are, those are gross. I don't like for them. sure. But also those are gross designs to begin with versus like Pikachu. And like, I think Charizard's in like, Oh, those look cool. So, but Sonic. Oh boy, Sonic. <laughs> yep. You hot mess. Uh, what else is there? Oh, one that's big and I don't know how far we're going to go into it, but uh, Nintendo announced like the VR kit for the, uh, as oh, like yeah. the Labo thing. I, I don't know. Uh, pretty we, interesting. I th- feel like we saw this coming. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like everyone knew this was coming, coming eventually, especially with the, the like, what Google uh, cardboard was like yeah. VR. So I still have Labo mine laying just, around somewhere. Yeah, Labo is just kind of like a next step for that. And then every other console has been doing VR. So this is this is planned. Like, you know, everyone could have expected this. Uh, yeah. But it's cool. And it's maybe definitely it, cool. Maybe it'll revitalize the Labo market because that's not doing good. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. I, at, at the end of the day, I still feel like it's just a little rinky-dink. Like, I, I just it, – they're trying to – Yeah, Well, that's true. But, yeah, so it's not going to be like a – a PlayStation VR experience. It's just going to be like, yeah, Google cardboard, but with your switch. Yeah, basically. So it's not the worst idea, but you know, it definitely was a f- uh, limited idea. Like it was definitely like, here it is. And it's gone. And you know, kind of expected that like the cardboard. It doesn't last too long. Yeah. I haven't played with that in ages. Yeah. Uh, what else is going on game wise? Devil May Cry five came out. That's apparently fucking huge. I think it's the second biggest Capcom release for a PC game ever. Damn. So, yeah, that Devil May Cry is a franchise I've never gotten into, but people seem to love it still, so that's cool. Good nice. for them. Um, what else is going on? Oh, there's the Epic Game Store. It you know, got a lot of attention. They released it during the height of, like, Fortnite, and it's fucking awfully run. It's terrible and just a real mess, and... Apparently, you can't play the games offline. Even if you buy them, you can only play them with the Epic Game Store. You can't do it like DRM free. Uh. And it's just like there's a whole bunch of problems with it. But if you do actually have an Epic Game Store account and like actually buy games through there, besides just shit for Fortnite, uh, apparently they have like a few free games every now and then. And I think Slime Rancher is free right now, which is like a really fun little game where you're just like cultivating slimes and. They have like different uh, characteristics, and you get a, you know you have to fight off like these evil slimes and stuff, and it's really adorable. Yeah, I've heard good things about that. 
Yeah. Uh, I mostly bring it up because apparently the next free game after Slime Rancher is going to be Oxen Free, which I oh, nice. cannot stop singing the praises of. Like I've I've talked about it before, it's a fantastic game that really, really utilizes the game as a medium and can't be done in any other way. Like in a, as a movie or so, or I mean it can be, but it will not nearly be as impactful as it is as a game. Right. And I I strongly advise that and. It's free, so even if you don't have an Epic Game Store account, maybe make one and try and get some of these free games. And you know, yeah, it sucks playing them only on Epic, like online and connected to the store. But hey, free is free, so totally a chance for you. Uh, and oh, I probably should have saved those <laughs> those Uh-oh. good stories that we don't end on bummer notes. Um, Steam got into some hot water because there was a game that was on their. I believe it was actually on their store, or it was like being uh, evaluated before it could be uh, on their store. They said they were going to be better with that, so they can't just greenlight everything, but it's Steam. It, yeah. It's still so many shit games on there, you know, no one's actually checking it. So, like everything else, it's probably just an automated algorithm that doesn't really catch anything it should be appropriately. <laughs> yeah. But there was a visual novel about rape. And oh, it's Lord. Super bad. And it's like just really reprehensible and it once again got the attention of like some officials and some like you know international government officials like uh i think the british or scotland's uh prime minister or something and like it's getting a lot of flack for steam once again i don't even know if it was available available to purchase or not but just being on their uh distributor and like being on their page well, or being involved with it in any regard is enough for people to start giving uh, Steam flack and just saying, and Steam has shut it down and, you know, isn't letting it be sold and stuff and have come down on it. Uh, but the fact that it got to this point where people were starting to see it on the Steam page, like, coming soon, it was enough for people to be like, what the fuck? Like, why are you even Absolutely, considering yeah. this? They need to do a better job of uh, filtering that kind of shit out. That's, like, so blatant, too. You think, like, even their algorithms would have caught that. That's the thing. I think it's called like rape fantasy or something. Like, yeah. It's, the title. it's not just like a God of War game where it's like, oh, every now and then you got to see some boobies or something. It's like, no, this whole thing exists just for this. Like, yeah, for controversy. and fantasy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. So That's it's just awful. Like, this should have been caught. And yeah, Steve's in some hot water with that. And uh, rightfully so. It's fucked up. Yeah. Um, I do have a palate cleanser, but if you don't, you keep going with the bad well, I got, news. If you I got, got one more. Yeah, <laughs> I got one more, and then like maybe a, a gentle palate cleanser. Um, THQ Nordic. They are known uh, for their Darksider games and uh, a few others, but Darksiders 3 was, like I think, their most recent big launch. Yeah. And it didn't do great. It's, it's not terrible, but it's just like a real meh from like everyone. Um, those ge- I played one and two. They were kind of fun, but like for like a $15, 20 price range, I, would, I wasn't really invested. It was like a, it was a neat world, but it was also the apocalypse, so you couldn't do much with it after one or two games. Yeah. Uh, so I guess, I mean, Darksiders 3 already came out, so I guess this isn't publicity for that game. I guess they were just doing it for notoriety for the studio itself. But they announced that they were doing an MMA, or, which is uh, Ask Me Anything, which is usually on Reddit. But they decided, hey, let's go to a different site that maybe will like cater to certain fans more or get us a little more attention than just being thrown in with Reddit like everyone else does. 
So let's go to somewhere a little off-brand, somewhere a little edgy. Uh, all these big companies are having fun being like quippy and snarky on Twitter and stuff. So let's let's try and relate to the kids and go to a little uh, wittier website, if you will. I'm so afraid they, to know which website it is. It's the worst. 4chan? They, worse. Oh, no. I don't a- even know what's worth. 8chan. Oh, Christ. That's a thing? <laughs> it's... It's where when 4chan got flooded with a bunch of normies and got diluted, all the sick deviants and, f- like, psychopaths that were, like, flooding 4chan at the time went further and went to 8chan. So it's just, it's 4chan's 4chan. Wow. So they wanted to do an MMA on there. Or you just, mean AMA? AMA. What? <laughs> Mixed martial arts. Hey, it's with Joe Rogan. <laughs> you'd probably be better off in that place. Some of those people need a swift kick to the head. Uh, uh, yes, enough. an AMA. And um, yeah, it went about as well as you think it would. I think it lasted for two hours and then had to be shut down because it got flooded with a bunch of Nazi stuff and a bunch of like oh, pedophilic man. stuff and a, just awful, awful stuff. What did they expect, honestly, though? Think about I where. No! <laughs> yeah, that's it's so insane. Boggling. It's clearly one guy in, like, their marketing or PR department who's like, hey, like, Wendy's being real quippy on Twitter and getting a lot of attention for it. And Arby's is doing, like, papercraft stuff and they're getting popular for that. Let's go a little beyond. Like, let's really get involved with the internet and, like, be, like, edgy. You know, really get attention for that. And immediately they had to shut it down and they started just, like, I think the president of the company took blame for it, saying, like, this is, like, I shouldn't have allowed this. This is, like, I take responsibility for what happened here. I think the CEO, like, everyone involved with the company in any way is, like, kind of guilty birds. But they're definitely saying, like, Steve and PR fucked up. Like, this is his. (laughs) Or actually, here we go. I got it. Uh, Because he actually had to tweet out later after, like, those two hours after they shut it down. The quote uh, they released on their Twitter was, I personally agreed to do this AMA without doing my proper due diligence to understand the history and controversy of the site. I do not condone. Here you go. You know your company fucked up when you have to do this. Quote, I do not condone child pornography, white supremacy, or racism (laughs) in any shape or form. End quote. If you you have to say that on your company public account, you know you fucked up. Yeah. Like that's so bad. Come on, Steve. Oh, it's actually, uh, here you go. Phil. Uh, Philip Brook, okay. PR and marketing director for Nordic, uh, or THQ Nordic in Austria. So, Phil. <laughs> yo, Phil. yo, what'd you do? <laughs> like, Due diligence, bro. Like, if he did not get fired, he easily could be fired over this. Oh, I, I, I think he probably will be, but uh, it's it all depends on his higher ups. And, like, you are not getting a fucking job at PR after No, this. ever again. Yeah, like, that's just... Oh, my God. Like, it's so bad. It's so bad. Yeah, I can't even really think of a good analogy. It's just, like, you're going to the cesspool of the internet and that not, like, not expecting it to end as it did. It's like, let's, pro- let's promote our new, like... Uh, we got a new snack line for like fruit snacks, like like you know Scooby Doo fruit snacks. Let's go promote those at a neo Nazi rally. It's like I'm sorry, what? Yeah, what? Oh man, why? <laughs> like, what are you doing this? Um, well, it's funny. The palate cleanser I had was kind of brought up in there briefly. Uh, Wendy's, and it's something you post in our show topics that yeah. they now have a Twitch, and I'm like, yeah. Hmm, are what? Have you seen anything they've broadcasted on it? It was just Fortnite. 
I, I really <laughs> watch it for. I mean, are you? It's the biggest fucking game. Yeah, so but I'm like, not... who's even playing? Is it like Wendy herself? <laughs> uh, I didn't. I watched because I was at work. Uh, don't tell my boss. Um, <laughs> I, so I didn't have the sound on, so I didn't hear who was talking. But there was no like webcam. It wasn't like about that yeah. person. Okay. So, but I doubt they had some like voice actors come in and be like, "Hi, I'm Wendy." Like that'd be really weird. That um, would. It was probably just the guy who handles our Twitter because like it's a team that handles our Twitter, and like that's why it got so popular. And them and like Moon Pie and a bunch of these others are just memeing hard on social media and uh, getting people to like their brands a little more so that way they spend more money on them. So. Man, it's I'm going to tune in and uh, like just spam the chat with like, when are the Monterey Ranch chicken sandwiches <laughs> coming back? And bring back the pretzel buns. Like, what the fuck, Wendy's? Bring back those spicy chicken nuggets. Give me oh, those yeah. nuggies. Oh, dude, they're back at Burger King and I had some today. They're great. Oh. Um, but also, <laughs> yeah, uh, weird. I think Arby's of all of them should be having a, should have a Twitch channel because they could do something interesting with that. They like easily- all those like ads they do. They easily could have, and, like, Arby's did something I I could, like, actually respect, because it was, like, I think they saw someone who did, like, paper craft stuff, like, different arts and crafts with paper um, material, and yeah. made really cool models with it. And I think Arby's just said, like, hey, fuck it, hire them, put yeah. them on Twitter, and they'll just make a bunch of stuff out of Arby's, like, bags and boxes and stuff, like, so the branding's already integrated into the models, and if it's just one person, or if it's a team, or if it's multiple, I don't know. But they just went nuts and like have done so much stuff. They've done video games and movies and anime, anime. characters. Yep. And, like they've done My Hero Academia characters. They've done The Adventure Zone. They did like a they had the little that's right umbrella staff uh, and the like, dice and stuff. And like so they've just they're hitting all of the niche categories of internet nerddom. And like you know you could say that's just like cheap. Uh, uh, what's the word? Marketing strategy. Marketing, but pandering. Just oh, like sure. hard yep. to like, hey, these people like this. Let's make that thing, but with our branding integrated into it. So that yeah. way, it's, you know, it's a free advertisement, basically. And people will retweet it because they're like, hey, look at this thing. But it's still like, they're still doing it. They're still making that thing. And it's still a very cool craft and like a exactly. piece of art. So like, even if it is just cheap marketing for some people, like it's still someone working hard and making those things. So like, it's still cool. So yeah. I would agree yeah, with that. They could easily uh, stream that process on Twitch because Twitch has a creative category now where people are like making music or just making art or like just doing a whole bunch of stuff. There's some people who are just coloring or like putting together puzzles or something. Um, but yeah, you can do a lot with the creative and Arby's could easily do that. Uh, if you want that idea, Arby's, it'll be $20,000. There we go. <laughs> TM, TM, TM. That's <laughs> a bim bam thing. Copyrighted. <laughs> there we go. And uh, my palate cleanser, well, uh, this one's debatable. Uh, Idris Elba is supposed to replace Will Smith as Deadshot in the next Suicide Squad movie that's being directed by James Gunn. Wait, that's still happening? I thought, oh yeah. man. So like, Suicide Squad sucks. No one's no one's debating that. But the next one's being done by James Gunn because he got kicked off of Guardians of the Galaxy for bullshit. Um, so like he's the second Guardians was like so so. It was it was alright. It's still fun. Um, so James Gunn definitely has more leverage with kind of the wackier, more like superior stuff that can like go far and like just be out there. Uh, and it'll just, it just Elba is a fantastic actor. Uh, Will Smith has not been hitting it hard the last few years of all of his works. 
Um, so Idris Elba is a very good actor, so I believe he wouldn't have made this choice lightly. He just turned right. down the role of uh, James Bond. They offered it to him finally, and he turned it Jesus. down. Yeah. So, like, if he picked this, I feel like he has a good reason, because he definitely doesn't need the money. Um, and with James Gunn, I don't know. I You know... I hate to say it, like maybe be a little optimistic, or at least be inter- at least not write it off so easily as we would if they weren't involved. So, who knows? Maybe Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad Two could turn it around. Um, that's a debatable palate cleanser, yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. guess so is this one. If you're not sick of it, um, but from software, the guys who make uh, Dark Souls and Demon Souls and Bloodborne. And yep. they got the new game coming out, the the Samurai one. I forget the exact name. Yeah. Um, that one's apparently really cool. Uh, apparently, they're open to the idea of making a Battle Royale game. So, this could be really cool because it's a really cool studio who do really good games. It could maybe not be a great palate cleanser because we're fucking sick of Battle Royale games. That's There's where so I'm at with it. I'm like, oh, man, guys, just how about instead of jumping on a bandwagon, just, I don't know, do Bloodborne 2. People will lose their shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they really would. I know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think Bloodborne's like magical because it's like singular. Like if yeah. you start adding onto it, it might like dilute it. Lose the magic, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but I don't even know what Dark Souls Battle Royale would be. Like they seem open to the idea, but they don't seem like passionate about it, so I don't expect it to be coming anytime soon. That's what worries me too. I like then it might not be as good of a game if they're not like super invested. Yeah, and then if it does come out, it's gonna be like two, three years from now and it'll hopefully be after the battle royale like peak like the trends yeah. maybe so, like, at that point it would like almost be bringing it back and people uh, would be like, oh, I-, <laughs> I hope not <laughs> who knows um, so yeah it, but i don't even know what it would be because like there's chivalry which is essentially a yeah. like, medieval like melee battle royale game before that was a thing before that was its own genre where it was just a bunch of guys running into each other and just hacking away at each other and some of that's real fun. Some people really like it. I, I could only play for like an hour or two. Sure. But like, I don't even know what Dark Souls would be because so much of Dark Souls and Demon Souls and Blood Souls, or Blood Souls, it might as well be Bloodborne. <laughs> might as well. Is like the monsters. Like every now and then you'll fight like a guy your size and it's like, oh shit, like that's a real challenge and it's cool. But if every player is doing that, if every player has those boss moves, like that's just pure chaos that can't function in the game well for dark souls battle royale instead of there being like an invisible barrier closing in on you killing everything it's just like shitloads of monsters just like (laughs) closing in (laughs) and then if it's just like everyone's essentially like a dark phantom where those invade your worlds and you have to fight them off like how's that different than like just like chivalry or everything else so it's it's just kind of like what would make the thing that makes us dark souls can't be done in battle royale at least i don't think so yeah, so, I agree. I think that's I they shouldn't go down that path, but they're probably gonna anyway. <sighs> I mean, everyone loves them. They're like massive selling games, so I don't think they're itching for money. Right. But there's also been just a ton of layoffs in the games like industry lately. I think Blizzard's laid off like two hundred more people. Um, I forget. I think another studio, Valve, I think laid off like twenty some people that were like full time and there for years. So like it's not a good time for like the media industry right now if you're working in that. Uh, and as someone who's working in it, I'm very aware of this. So oh, it's, no. Eh. But yeah, so I, I don't think From Software is hurting for cash. I don't think they need to do a money grab game anytime soon. Um, but like maybe there's kind of like a, the Guilty Gear developers. Guilty Gear's got the massive fan base. Um, 
and they have I forget the exact. It's a studio that is broken up into three parts, and one part's working on like the Blue Blaze games, one's working on the Guilty Gear games, and one's working on another fighting game uh, franchise. I forget exactly which. Okay, um, but maybe it'll be something like that where From Software is getting bigger and bigger, and they're like, "Hey, now we can branch off into multiple departments that are working on different games at the same time." So, right. Who knows? Yeah. Well, that's cool. That's that'll probably do it for our news segment. We're gonna play a really quick game or no game before doing plugs and wrapping this episode up. Let's play game or no game. Alright, so, yeah, this is an interesting one. Like I said, very few here, and I hope you don't uh, call me a fuzzy after this. Uh, <laughs> a fuzzy? Or, a, a furry, <laughs> goddammit. Goddamn. Well then, alright, I'm going to start this off. Is- that, the reason I, I misspoke is because the first game is Fuzzy Mage Fight. Do you think that's a game? A fuzzy is just a very young furry. Uh, <laughs> fuzzy Mage Fight? Uh, no. I'm going to say that's not a real game. All right, it's a game and it's oh, being kickstarted, geez. but no, and that's a problem. The what? the advertisement for this game, I thought it was a video game. It's actually a card game, so I'm like fucking up there a little bit, but it it's definitely something to go uh if you're if you are a furry, you're probably going to want to play this game oh, with geez. friends. Uh it's very <laughs> just like super cutesy uh like overly oh. colorful bizarre like card game and i was listening to like the 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 trailer for it and like the gameplay it just i don't know not up my alley at all but if you're <laughs> into that stuff it's gonna, it's I, it definitely over, how much did it get on kickstarter i feel like they were asking for like Their goal not is much 5000 they have 22,000 right now exactly so that kind of proves my point of like no there's people that are it very much this. interested in this there's plenty of stuff where, like, I'll joke about it and say, like, ah, oh, uh, over to, or no, <laughs> Redwall. Uh, it's like, ah, oh, you're a furry. It's like, ha, ah, no, those are, it's a good story it's joking. They're just anthrop, or, you know, personified animals or anthropomorphized, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Uh, this is straight furry. Yeah, like, it this is. This is 100% furries. <laughs> So, but I feel like it's aged, it's like aimed at children. It's like ages eight and up or some shit. So I feel like it's getting them at a young age. Um, I mean, I don't know. A lot of, a lot of, uh, kid stuff has like, uh, humanized animals in it. Like that's not new. True. Uh, The furry trend of the internet, uh, or just, I don't even know if it's a trend. We're just aware of it more because of the internet. Uh, I feel like has maybe just corrupted human, humanized animals. So we can't see them without thinking of like, oh no. But, like, yeah, they're just the way they draw some of these characters are just, like, that's a furry. <laughs> yeah, it definitely seems it. I do want to give them a little bit of credit, though. Mechanically, it does seem like they have something, like, it would be somewhat fun. It's like, oh, well, if you're, it's not like saying your character dies. They go into, like, some kind of, like, oh, I forget exactly, but, like, they're... They're one type of form where they're not dead, but they basically can't do any actions. And then uh, yeah. uh, the the ultimate goal is to have uh, eight magic cards in your hand and be in the fuzzy form, not the other form. So it, it definitely, <laughs> I definitely think they put some thought into it and weren't just like having boners and being like, let's start a Kickstarter. <laughs> but uh, moving on, that is a game technically, even though it's not a video game. Sorry, there's that, that, that's what I mean. There might be Loop another one. one like that in here. 
Uh, do you think there's a game called Dance for the Cheese? Dance for the Cheese? Uh, that seems like an old school like Flash game on like addictinggames.com or something. Uh, I'm going to say no. It's a no, and I was just thinking like mice and like, I don't know, my, it was very red walled today, so I was thinking maybe they'd be <laughs> hey, dancing. Hey, Doc, we yeah. gotta talk after this. I know, <laughs> god damn it. Uh, a couple more here, really just a few this week. Uh, do you think there's a game called Sumo Wrestling Simulator? Uh, mm, uh, once again, the simulators. Just throw that at the end of any title and like, you got an 80% chance of it being real. Um... Yeah. It's a no, but listen, there's a sumo wrestling 2019 mobile game that we can all get on our phone right now. So I definitely recommend our listener check that out. Sumo (laughs) wrestling 2019. And it's not simulator. It's just, yeah, 2019. So it it is a game, just not that specific. Just not specifically sumo wrestling simulator. Exactly. And that's what I mean. I, I was just surprised when I Googled it, it came up with that mobile game. I'm like, oh, wow interesting um so only three more for you do you think there's a game called wizard kittens <laughs> uh isn't that the one we already talked about it might it basically yeah uh for wait, that reason d- i'll say no it's a yes though Shit. and this is wait but this is another one on kickstarter and i mistakenly it. thought it was a video game and it's another card game and it's another this isn't as like furry like hold on i'll, I'll uh i'll give you I a mean, link it's not fair because kickstarter like it's great for this but like card games and board games and just tabletop games i guess i shouldn't be using these <laughs> well i mean they're still games but like have had a renaissance because of kickstarter because they still cost a fair bit of money to make and like produce so other people can have them, but not nearly as much as um, a video game. So, and it's great. Like, it's, it's dramatically helped like the board game renaissance that we're currently in. But also, yeah. there's so many now. Like, literally everything is a board game now at this point. Yep. And this one, I'm not as eager to support as much as like i'm not gonna go get fuzzy mage fight for any <laughs> like reason but uh wizard kittens just looks even more kiddish and i don't know if you're into that Kid- by all means it- check it out it ish. looks like almost like more like anime style than i don't know anime cats professor whisper oh uh, god damn it yeah see this is one where it's like cats doing human stuff so they're kind of humanized a tad they're kind of you know uh, anthropomorphize a bit, but they're not furries. The other one is just straight furries. Like it really was. Those characters were down to yiff. Uh, oh these, no! These are just like cats who are like playing a card game. So it's just like this is still fine. But yeah, this is more uh, yeah, a bit anime kind of like uh, yeah, guy got Sailor Moon vibes a bit. I want to say like Lisa Frank, but without all the crazy acid trippy colors. Yeah, yeah, I get that vibe too. All right, last two for you, um, and I saved the best for last. Do you think there's a game called Wildly Inappropriate Pinball? <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a no, but I God wish damn. it was. Like, but last... Uh, oh, what's up? I, like, it might, that might not be the title. I know there's a pinball game out there with just, like, <laughs> dicks for flippers, and, like, one of the holes you shoot the ball into is an asshole, like... I'm sure that's a game somewhere. We just don't know about it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, let's just keep our fingers crossed on that that we find out about it. <laughs> Someday. Last, this one is the best. Uh, do you think there's a game called Raw Men? 
Yes, because you wouldn't be calling I know. your own game the best. Well, no, and also, also, I couldn't even like even in the delivery. I'm like, how am I? I'm gonna have to spell it out and everything. So it's a game. I'll just be upfront. <laughs> uh, raw men is one word: R A W M E N. And I read an article about it. My fiance actually sent this to me. She's like, it's perfect for game or no game. This game is like Splatoon, but you're a naked man who throws soup. <laughs> Your fiance was right. Yeah, she, she listens to the show, <laughs> clearly. Uh, so, yeah, I'll oh give you a link God. to that one as well. And the, the the actual, like, graphics and everything, it just looks completely out there. It's going to be, I think, an early access game later this year, so it's not even technically out yet. But God damn, if it's not just, like, like everything the internet is known for, just crazy-ass bullshit. It doesn't look bad, like graphics-wise. It doesn't look like half the garbagey games we see. Like no, like I was saying earlier, it's kind of like that soft, like outline-less, uh, like Donut County sort of game style. Yep, and like it's not. Oh, it's a playoff of ramen. Yeah, exactly. Ramen. It, it, it literally looks like Splatoon. Uh, it's it. It actually is very well done. And yeah, if you want to be a naked man throwing <laughs> soup, I. Definitely keep your eyes and ears out for Rawman. Oh, uh, God. Thank God Mark doesn't listen to the show, because I'm going to buy him a copy of this game. Oh, excellent. <laughs> there we go. Oh, that's how we play Game or No Game. Alright, so that's going to do it for this episode. Let's wrap it up and do some plugs. Uh, where can our listeners find you and your other podcast? I'm ABTS Brendan on Twitter. I don't do a lot with it. Don't worry about that. But I mostly plug my shows, like this one, and our Weeb There Yet, W-E-E-B. It's an anime podcast I do with two of my friends, where we try and convert a non-anime watcher into an anime watcher. And I think this week we're watching Scum's Wish, which is... That's a fun episode. Oh boy, yeah, I don't even know anything about that anime. Uh, it's an anime where uh, two people have crushes on two other people, but no, they can't be with them, so they end up just keep hooking up with each other and hating it. So it's just kind of like hate. It's kind of like hate fuck the anime, and it's it's a fun time. Uh, and we had you on uh, last episode. Yeah, that was a blast. Talking Elf and Lied, uh, a show I question why I like it so much. Um, <laughs> oh. Uh, and since we talked about Kickstarter so much, uh, board games, uh, I'll throw another plug in here real quick for Witchcraft, and it's Witch Plus Craft on Kickstarter, and it's a supp- supplemental guide for D&D 5e, and it's a book that kind of introduces a crafting system and a trade class system. So uh, a lot of characters in D&D will be like, ah, I used to be a blacksmith and now I'm an adventurer. Now you can actually be a blacksmith and there's a system to categorize and like level up those skills of your craft as like a florist or a carpenter or a chef or a painter or stuff like that. And you can like actually keep track of those skills and what you do with them and like you can make items to help your team out and stuff as well as they also have, I think, Fairy Fire is another book they did. With a bunch of like fey creatures that they introduce and like from new familiars and companions. Okay. And it's just a bunch of really good artists and just really cool design. And see, like I got a little preview of one and it reading it, it seems really well thought out and seems to work well uh, as a game uh, mechanics. 
And yeah, the I mean the Kickstarter is already funded completely. It got funded in like a little over a day. But it just if you're into D D and you want like some of that like crafting system to be like a little more integrated like I do, uh this is definitely something you should check out. It's really cool looking. Totally cool. Yeah, I'm gonna do something different for plugs. I'm gonna plug a Twitter account that I found recently. Maybe you brought it up, I forget, but it's the at can you pet the dog? And it's basically <laughs> it's like it's got like seventy five thousand followers. It basically any video game that has a dog in it, it'll tweet whether or not you can pet the dog. So for instance, you can pet the dog in Undertale, you cannot pet the dog in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And oh. there's like the list goes on. So it's really fun to just see which games you can pet a dog in. Um, so definitely check that out. Still probably the biggest complaint a lot of people have with Breath of the Wild. There's like a big Bernie's Mountain dog that like rolls around and like rolls on its back and just asking for pets and you can't pet it. It's just like, Nintendo, why the fuck can't I pet this dog? Yeah, that's messed up. Yeah. Um, great idea for a Twitter account. And oh, listener, if you want to support my record label, it's at Missed Out Records and MissedOutRecords.com if you feel like picking up any tapes and stuff. But uh, that'll do it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in. Tell a family member, a friend, all that stuff. We're at ABT Silence. We'll be back next week. See you guys. See you.